What's up, you guys? And welcome back welcome to, to the Mom It's My Life my podcast. Life. This episode features adults using I'm adult Ronnie. language. Listener Free. discretion is advised. Oh, Satan, shut the Today, what the fuck? I'm sweating off my eyelashes. It's, it's a stinker. I had to fix my car today, and um, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll put the car in the garage and do it all in the garage. Uh, but my brother-in-law left with the key for the garage, so I had to do it all in the sun. Oof. But Guys, remember to stay hydrated. Aqua. Mm-hmm. Aqua forever. So, what are we talking about today, Bram? So, a few weeks back, I asked uh, the lovely people of Instagram to send me their true crime stories. It could have happened to them, friends, family, could have been local. Um, and uh, we got some really, really good responses from all over the world. Nice, so, um, nice, nice. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, so, just a disclaimer: I haven't read these, so I've got no idea what is uh, what I'm about to read. So, I could be shocked. I could be not shocked. Uh, also, I could be. Uh, I could have a stinker because of a language barrier. Who knows? So, the first one. I'm not going to read any names. This one says true crime story. Back in 2013, I was at home with my dad. He was asleep and three guys raided my house and had acid spray and forced me to take off my glasses and show him where the drugs and money were. Give me the drugs, bitch! Bloody hell. I told him he got the wrong house and we didn't have a safe. Uh, and then he got attacked. Bloody hell, the whole thing lasted 30 minutes before the fourth guy came with a getaway car, uh, which was a stolen car after stealing thousands of pounds worth of Indian gold jewellery, and they ended up getting seven years in prison, and everything made the front page of the newspaper. What the fuck? Bloody hell, half an hour, imagine that. Fair play to you, man, fair play to you, because that is is traumatic as fuck. And I hope that you are sufficiently okay with what happened to you. It's a traumatic experience. But yeah, nice. Thank you for sending that in. Right, Brom. Hell yeah. Okay, so this, I won't say the name, but someone from France. Very nice. Okay. Hello, my sweet Bronnie. You know who that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I'm doing okay. So this happened in 2014. So I used to go to a high school in a small town, and during my senior year, a girl who was going to uh, another school like five minutes away from mine disappeared, and she was in love with a guy who used to go to the school where my dad works, and he was really, really passionate about death, and really dark and violent stuff. Oh my god, he used to kill animals in his bedroom and skin them alive. And kept some body parts <laughs> in tea bags. Mate, France is weird, man. France is weird. What you thought eating nails and frogs legs was weird. Fuck I know. Um he said he was uh, he said he was bored and he was looking for something that would make him feel something and feel pure. Uh, he fancied pure girls. Um, that didn't smoke, drink, right. and he liked the virgins. The virgins. All right. Mary. Mary the virgin. Anyway, that guy, Lewis, told that girl, Sonia, that he had a present for her and asked her to meet him um, around an old convent. Uh, it's a medieval Ooh. town, so there's lots of churches. Um, so the next day, Lewis's ex-girlfriend went to the police and told them that he told her to meet him in a cemetery. Um, so they did, and he said, I finally killed Sonia, and it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. 
and described everything he did to her. Fuck. He got arrested immediately and confessed and was very proud of it. He told the police where Sonia's body was. He asked her to take off, off her top, so she did, because he said, oh, he would gift her a t-shirt, so she turned around whilst he was, oh, whilst he was putting on some spare clothes so he wouldn't get any blood on him. Then he asked her to face him with her eyes closed and arms up. Then he stabbed her 60 times to the point where he almost cut off her head and skinned her. Oh my God. And he burned her stuff, hid the body under some sheet metal and went to class like nothing happened. He ended up going to a psychiatric hospital for a month and then went to jail. Uh, he was put in isolation but managed to hold one of the prison guards hostage whilst being there as well. What the fuck? That is mental. I, I can't believe he was only in that, like, psychiatric ward for a month. For a month? That's mad. A month. I love it, though, because the, uh, the subject line is, crime story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There are, I mean, obviously people like that exist, and it's, like, a terrifying thought, but fucking hell, you don't expect to, like, hear or see or know of anything like that, do you? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's insane and I feel like cause we listen to true crime podcasts and I, I'm, I love like on YouTube I'll just watch anything to do with true crime and you know it's very oh that'll never happen to like someone I know or do yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. messaging you saying oh this happened in my neighbourhood and this happened to my friend and it's like yeah. oh my god well it always happens to someone else until it happens to you isn't it so mm-hmm. fucking hell mad yeah. that's mad Right, I've got another one here. Uh, this one is, I've got two. This is two stories in one email. So I'll tell these two. Uh, so this person says, true crime stories. Hi, I have two crime stories. Oh, imagine having two. Um, where do you work? Uh, right, number one is, my mum's a social worker. Good on you, mum. Uh, yeah. she, she had to help a man who killed his wife, cut her up, put her in the fridge and they had a son that saw the whole thing oh my god my mum didn't know why he'd been in jail when she found out she refused to go for routine visits i don't blame you mate fair fucking play that's mental is there anything about the son nah he's like emotionally scarred oh you i mean you would be um she refused to go for home Routine visits. Uh, when we moved, we'd run into him in the store sometimes. He was out of jail, and she maybe moved further away from him because she was afraid. Ooh. Right, this is what I don't get when people who have clearly, you know, there's a witness, the little boy witnessed it. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Her mum's a social worker. And this happened. Her mum could have been a social worker 25 years ago. And you never know. This could be like 25 years later. But the point still stands. There's murderers walking the streets. Uh, um, That's mental. It's, what is it? You know, those stories you hear when murderers get, you know, get sent out early because of good behaviour. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And then they go and kill again. Again, this is in a different part of the world. This isn't in the UK which is fucking good to know. Um, And then the second one says, and excuse my inability to read foreign names here, but this story is well-known in Belgium. Uh, 
the Dutroux affair, I believe I'm saying that right. Right. Mark Dutroux kidnapped and raped several girls in the 80s and 90s. Ooh. Some of them died. Tough. Uh, two of the girls, Julie and Melissa, were locked in a cellar before being killed. Fucking hell. Two others, Anne and Effie, were buried in a garden. And the last two, Sabine and Letitia, survived. Bloody hell. Sabine had written a book about her kidnapping and confinement called, oh, here we go, J'avais 12 ans, je prise mon vel et je suis parti à l'école. I think I've said that right. The translation is, I was 12 years old. I got my bike and went to school. <gasps> oh, that's... That's fucking morbid, that. Oh, shit. Um, the book is translated in English. I choose to live by... Oh, the book... If you want to buy the book, it is... The, tran- the English translation is I Choose to Live by Sabine Dardin. That's mad. Somebody lives there. It's been more than 20 years and they don't know the truth about the story. Oh, my... Oh, imagine living there. Wait, yeah, no, that's no, 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 but no, no, but they might not know the whole truth about the story because it might not have actually come to surface yet. So, like, he might not have the the guy that kidnapped them and killed these girls might not have actually told the whole story. So that's why they wouldn't know. But I do know what you mean. That's fucking yeah. Um, she says, "I can't wait to see the true crime video." All the love, the name of the person, uh, and then in Belgian, I'm assuming we've got a translation for sent from iPhone. There you go. Hey! That is... Uh... I'm glad you're not an Android user. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's why we read your story. Put you out of this podcast. Yeah. Mad. That's... Uh... I mean, at least they got the guy. Yeah. Because imagine if he's done it to one person. Uh, well, he, I mean, he did six, or but like, one. he would yeah. could have done it to many more people. That's a, that's a hell of a story. Fair play. So this is um, ooh, from an American fan. He's from Idaho. Okay. This, I saw the photo he sent me and it's like, what? So during the 1980s, uh, a small valley with a population of under 60,000 saw a rash of unsolved murders. So imagine having loads of unsolved murders in your hometown. That would be, you'd be scared to like go out, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, During this time, at least 13 confirmed serial killers used this area as their personal hunting ground. That just sounds so morbid. The price price of houses must have been so low, because people wouldn't want to live there. Fuck. Like a dollar house. You know, in in Anfield, you can buy houses for a pound. (laughs) You wouldn't want to live there, though. No. Um, Although, in like certain roads, that's all of Time for your decluttered challenge. The Lewis Clark and surrounding area truly became the Valley of the Shadow of Death. The most infamous cases remains, uh, it's called the Civic Theatre Murders in Lewiston, Idaho. Um, As its core, something more sinister. So this is a photo of of a girl who got murdered. And... I don't want to see it. Personally, I'm not going to see it. (laughs) It's a portrait. It's like a. No, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Who does this look like from a TV show? This is legit. Who does she look like? She looks like Sarah Milligan. No. <laughs> oh, is it Barbara from Stranger Things? Oh. 
Oh, justice for Bob. How mad, like, so the girl who actually got killed looks exactly like... I mean, she does look like Sarah yeah. Mulligan, but fair yes, enough. Yes, Kristen David. So what happened to her? Oh, she just got killed. <laughs> it's the reason you got excited about that story is because she looks like Bob. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. Oh, damn. Um, That's a lot of murders in that one place, though. Damn. No, right. Jeez. Right, we have one more left. I've, I've got another. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, right, I read two. Do you want to read your second one now? Or do you want me to go next? Up to you. Okay, I, I'll, I'll go next again. You okay. can end this one. So, there was, there was a couple who lived a few streets away from me, and I kind of knew their son from school. So one day, the mother goes missing, and after the police search uh, their home, they found out the husband killed her, chopped her body parts up, and shoved them in a suitcase for a few days. This is in Leicester. She got... No, she got chopped up. It, and put, put in a suitcase. suitcase. And was just left in their house for a few days. Oh so he, my he, God. Just gonna, you know, pop the kettle on. All right there, Barbara. She can't reply. Because she did. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's mad. The whole yeah. idea of, the whole idea of like killing someone, obviously is awful in the first place. But then like, putting them in like a suitcase or like chopping them up and that kind of thing, like manipulating the body in a way that it shouldn't be. Like, oh God. Like the idea of like, oh, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it like, like cramming a body into a bat or like, like even anything. Right. Imagine, imagine you're you're at the supermarket and, and you've got like, you've got loads of biscuits and like you have to cram biscuits in and the crisp, the biscuits like break and shit. Imagine like a body and and stuff starts to break. Oh no, not a big fan of that. Nice. Don't know why I brought that point up, but that is <laughs> horrific. You uh, just you ex- like you basically compared. I did just liken the body to biscuits. Yeah, I'm very aware. I'm very aware of that. So the last one we've got is called True Crime, and she says, "Hello, I live." In- Actually, I'm going to read the bottom bit. It says "P.S." at the bottom. I'm just going to read that. She said, um, "I want you to call me." Camibu, Bow, Bow, Camibo, Camibo. And I want to tell you that you are a role model for me and that you are a beautiful girl. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I am a beautiful girl. Well, there we go. Um, So she says, hello, I live in France, not far from Paris. and, And the true crime that I'm going to tell you happened in my hometown in September 2014, the day of my back to school. So her first day back to school. First day of term, I guess. Well, the the, um, the, uh, the last French one was in 2014 as well. Ooh, Imagine if it was the same story. France school. in 2014, mental. Uh, anyway, so I hope it isn't the same story. A boy that I know went to his friend's house before going to school together. When he was in the, when he was in the street of his friends, he saw a rubbish bag with something inside that looked like a leg. He told us that this during the day, and when we went back home, the news tells the news tells that a body of a man was discovered in the street it was a young man who was partially who was a partially sighted person he was killed and then cut up but we don't know why what is that young man that young man man came from uh, tunisia to study in paris that's really sad i think that's the sad obviously obviously death is awful and murder is even worse because it's unprecedented and nothing like that but 
the fact that like you've gone from all the way from Tunisia to Paris, that's quite a like a to study a, your dream. Yeah. Well, it might not have been his dream, but you never know. To study, full stop. Study. The level of education in Paris, I assume, is probably better than Tunisia. That's really awful. God. Oh. And imagine like the kid seeing the leg as well. Like the, that's traumatic. That's yeah. being like, imagine, imagine, is that a leg. Imagine being the one who actually found it and opened the bag. Mm. Anyway. Well, we, we should uh, we should do this again sometime. We should do this again sometime. This is actually quite fun. And what I like about it is not actually knowing the stories before. Yeah. I think a cool idea that we could potentially do would be I write out, like I find about a story, I write it out and get you to read it so that you're like shocked as you're reading it. I think that'd be a good idea. And vice versa. Yeah. So we I could see, do like yeah. small stories and stuff. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. And, um... We we should do ghost ones because I remember I did one a few months ago about um, fans sending in their ghost stories and I got so many. I so really I got a enjoyed lot. learning about the ghost stories when we did them last time. Um, I really enjoyed Pete's one about the tunnel. That was very good. Yeah. Well, that's uh, our um, big that one and the first episode, which is called Bronnie's House is Haunted. Right. When we're telling some ghost stories, those two, well, three: the murder, the ghost, and the Bronnie's House is Haunted. Those three are our top most popular podcasts crime and like ghost stories and stuff is a massive market so it doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me but yeah anyway that was good fun i enjoyed that those are some very good stories thank you for everyone who sent in your stories um when we do it again i'm sure we will it's great to have like stories from people who we know and who are in our community and in our scene it's really cool to have like actual because like you can google stories for days but when you hear something that someone's told you or like whether yeah, it's, it's like, happened to you or it's a story from like one of your friends that they heard from someone else it's like it's always really interesting to hear a story that you might not find on the internet so we very very much appreciate you sending in your stories very true and guys if you have any ghost stories or murder stories um so type on the subject line you know ghost stories murder stories send it in to hello at bronnymusic.com also uh you can follow us on uh the social media, it's at Mom, It's My Life. Also, you can follow me at Bronnie Music. Chris, what's your... Uh... Uh, at Chris M Drums underscore. Hell yeah. So, um, I was going to say, <laughs> stay sexy. <laughs> and don't get murdered. No, we can't use that tagline. Um, stay ugly and send us your shit. Yeah, stay ugly and send us your shit. Bye. Uh, well, yeah. Peace out, and thanks for listening to this episode. Short episode, but still an episode nonetheless of Mom, It's My Life. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mom, It's My Life podcast. Bernie and Pete are hobberknockers who forgot to end the podcast, so now I am here. I don't get paid enough for this job, man. Fuck.